this second now. What's up, everybody? I was going to say welcome and what's up at the same time, so excuse me. Excuse me. Welcome back to Cut Different, hashtag Cut Different on all social media platforms and all streaming services. Got a, got a uh, special guest in, in, in here with me. Y'all have heard him before. John the John is in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, man. Every it time. ain't tricking if you got it. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Jerry, what you do? You shaved your head this morning? It's looking extra, you know. No, I, extra I started shaving my head, and then I stopped. <laughs> Why'd you stop? Because my sister asked me to do something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, women always interrupting your self care. I refuse to call it me time. I'm just not built like that. What's the difference? Uh, it's it's more masculine. It's yourself, self care. <laughs> me. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say me time. Similar. It similar. sounds like I'm in a robe with some nail polish and some rollers. You can be in a robe. I don't think you need the rollers. I hate robes. I'm not a fan personally. Why would I? I already got clothes on. Why I need? Unless I'm naked, I don't see the purpose of a robe. I feel like that's the only time you should wear like proper boxers. Like you wear boxers in the robe. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's like loungewear, like literally lounge. Yeah, you ain't going nowhere. Ain't nobody coming over to you. Mm-mm. So why I gotta wear a robe if I'm in my house? You don't have to. It just feels nice. Um, that's what they say. I don't know. I don't yeah. wear a bunch of robes. So. I do want to feel that uh, Versace one. Yeah. It looks like it's really, really soft and comfortable and light. Is it cashmere? I, it looks like it is. I never touched one yet. I don't know. Those robes be like $200 at least. Three. Yeah. Three, cashmere. Three that, fifty. That's because it's Versace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> robe. Right. You know, the fun, one of the funny things when I was in Europe and it was cold one night. And I was like in like a downtown area and like, um, I think I might've been in Brixton and I seen like several people walking around with the robe on. Just the robe. They had the robe. No, they had clothes on, but they had the robe on. Underneath the Like it was a jacket. Yeah. I've seen that. I'm like, who, who does that? Who go outside with their robe? That's very British. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Very British. So how was your week, man? Man, it was a crazy week. Long, long and good. Yeah. Yeah. Getting some stuff done. Uh, juggling multiple things, but it's all good. Everything's good. All right. Well, you made it here anyway. I appreciate you coming. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, today I would like to talk and, and see if we, what our opinions are and what, what, what your opinions are when it comes to, like, leadership as a man leadership you know biblically or just you know just just individually how you feel about your role in your home mm-hmm. your role in and you know outside of the home you know or if you lead anything or you leading anyone like what what do you think about those roles that that men are given the traditional sense of the the male role that's or, the word i was looking for okay. traditional the traditional sense um well, I think today that role has changed a lot. So, I mean, we can go even with the most current headline, right? With like the Cheesecake Factory and the, the date. Yeah. So, as a man, traditionally women say that it's our role to initiate conversation to attract the first date mm-hmm. and then from there we're supposed to go on the first date and plan it all out and we're supposed to pay for the first date all right so or dates period or dates period you know once you get past one or two or three dates maybe that changes based on the dynamic the dynamic between you and the lady right mm-hmm. possibly that changes because then you're having other conversations about what kind of future you want to have together. Yeah. So, personally for me, I believe, well, I'm very traditional in the sense that I want to be the breadwinner in my family. 
I want to be able to have my wife not have to work. She wants to work. She can work. But I want her her main priority to be the home. Mm. And I say that to women now that I've dated or like friends um, just talking about the matter. And some of them feel like really threatened by that. So I don't know if that's a good thing or it's a bad thing at this point. Where do you get that that's traditional from? Where? Yeah. Like, where where did that come from? I don't know. I I guess just like the idea of maybe the American dream. Like, you see the more... I'm not going to say primitive American family. I guess the original American family is like in the, you know, the early part of the 1900s or even before that. Like when you think of a man, a man goes out and works all day Mm. and a woman is raising the kids. Mm. She's cooking at home until until women's suffrage. Nothing like that didn't change until women's suffrage. What's women's suffrage? What do you mean by that? The the ability to vote. Oh, okay. So once that happened, women wanted a more visible and actual role in provision in provision mm-hmm. of the household and rights. Yeah, correct. Right. See, I look at when it comes to tradition. I feel like it's been remixed so many times. Because I, I used to I used to fancy myself. I'm gonna use that word. Mm-hmm. I used to fancy myself as a historian. So oh, okay. I, I knew a lot about history. Okay. And I can't recall a moment historically when women did not work. I, I can't recall in there, all the way back to even biblical times. I can't recall moments when, when women didn't work. In fact in some reasons women were the breadwinners. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and when we get to what, how we view things in, in society, like some of the things that women say, cause I've always felt that black women during the, uh, the suffrage took a different journey with that fight. It, it, it became more inward than outward. Mm. You know, it, 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 it affected the community so much that they didn't notice that they were fighting us, you know, men. You're not, you're not, you're no longer fighting for your rights. You're just fighting, fighting your spouse, mm. your friends. You're fighting in the community. You separating yourself from from black. No, I'm not black. I'm a black woman, and these are the things that I need. And I, and I feel like that fight did more damage to us in so many ways, and it and it also was was um. One of the things that really, really created that divide is that fight. If you follow me, I don't, I don't want to be too wordy about it. It's just to me, it just it, it's not a traditional thing for a woman not to be a part of the provision. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. Um, I I think you have to under like I guess we have to clarify what the provision is, right? Right. And like the actual role. Of the woman and the actual role of the man. Because, like, even through biblical times, like, if you go all the way back, right, mm. women did gather. Yes. Right? So, I mean, they're not out there fighting the tigers. No. <laughs> they were in the fields. Right. Planting. Exactly. Harvesting. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to look at it as, like, the strength of um, what a man can do and the strength of what women can do. Yeah. And that's how I look at it. Like, I, I don't... Um, as far as we've advanced in society now, women can do a lot of things that men can do because the workload isn't the same. It's not as physical. Right. It's not physically demanding. Right. So, yeah, women are intelligent. Yeah. Women can, you know, go out and get a cybersecurity job. Women can go out and be a lawyers, truck driver. truck driver, any of those things. Just, just driving. 
Right. <laughs> and then you, that's a completely different <laughs> argument, completely different scenario if you want to talk about that women driving and not driving. So we're, we're, not, we're not gonna talk about that. They are terrible drivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't think the fact I don't think it's about the fact that women can't. I just think it's about more so understanding the role for your household that you need to play. Yeah. It's, and, and they're both strengths. Like, it, it takes nothing from you to focus more more on what God ordained you to be. Mm-hmm. It takes nothing from you to be motherly, nurturing, you know, a caretaker, and, 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 and a teacher to your children. You know, spending more time with the children, that's, that's part of the partnership. Mm-hmm. That one of us need to be very present in their lives. Right, and educating them. And- yeah. Right. And correcting what they hear wrong and making sure that, you know, it's, it's harder for you to make as many mistakes if I'm always here. One of us is always here. It doesn't mean that I, as the man, I don't participate in rearing the children. It just means that you have a more hands-on day-to-day, you know, uh, uh, your time isn't as limited as mine if you focus more on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are also in cases that more well-to-do people can have a wife stay at home, have a husband stay at home, however you want to play it, uh, for one of the partners to stay home more so and be more involved with the children. That's more well-to-do. But when both people are working and we have a family and we have responsibilities, um, there, there's still some, some delegating of the roles that need to be you know, taking place, if, if that makes sense. Like I still have my role as the man. There's still some things that that were that were placed on me as a responsibility that I need to make sure of. You know what I mean? The bulk of this is on me. What you're doing is a plus. And and even in in a normal low class or middle class, men also have to understand that you know just just to piggyback on what you were saying, it's still her choice to work. Mm-hmm. She just has to be okay with that fifty thousand a year, mm-hmm. forty thousand a year, mm-hmm. thirty. She has to be okay with that, and that's a lot better than most people. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you if you talking about forty fifty thousand um, dollars on average, right? That's more than the average for any black household. Forty thousand is almost more than the household combined for black. Forty? Yes. Not that's pretty low. It is very low. There's not that many people making six figures out here. Yeah, but you know, two people together, you know, your thirty and my thirty, that's sixty. Look, I I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. It's still it's still having low. forty to fifty thousand as one income earner is a lot of money in the oh, black for community. one person. Yeah, for yeah, one yeah, person. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But even in the household, like on average, look, our numbers are inflated in Atlanta. Yeah. We got a lot of black people that do very well. Yeah. There's not a lot of black people that do very well everywhere else. No. You're right about that. So, I mean, you can go to any any city in Mississippi, any city in Louisiana. You can go to Arkansas. You can go to Oklahoma. Outside of Atlanta. Yeah. You yeah. can yeah, you can go to South South Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we kind of drunk the juice. I don't want to take it too far off topic, so but I was just challenging the whole traditional thing because I think a lot of things, if, if uh, I hate using the word misconstrued, I really do. Because <laughs> it confuses me. <laughs> but I, I, I wanted to be clear of, you know, that's that's your preference, though. Yeah. More than anything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women, just like the lady that, that had the issue with the Cheesecake Factory. She had that issue because it's it's not that it was a she she didn't really have nowhere to even like stand on what she said like that where did that come from yeah because last time I checked if you take two people to Cheesecake Factory you're spending a hundred dollars have a couple drinks you gonna uh, it's gonna be a worthy date yeah if you're just talking about how much you financially um, yeah financially yeah but also. If you can go anywhere and eat there alone or with your friends, why is that not a a, a a decent place to go and sit 
if you've been to this place right before, before it as a date. Yeah. Yeah. Like why why is this a stipulation on what I can provide right. for a date? Right. Like you want me to get broker just to show <laughs> that I like you? Look. It's exactly how it goes. <laughs> You want a five star restaurant on the first day? I just want to get to know you. I don't even know you, so. And I'm trying to get to know you. You have to be worthy of that type of treatment. You know, because what? What if you don't even like the stuff at the five star restaurant? It's trash to me. A lot of the times, it is. Most people <laughs> don't find good things at five star restaurants that they like. Man, they just spending three hundred dollars plus. Yeah, I've I've tasted things that didn't go together. And I was like, no, nah. but because it was a, a, a beautiful establishment and it was real prissy and, and elegant and and everybody said this is a spot when you take somebody, you take them there and it's good. How come I'm stocking that with McDonald's afterwards? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm still hungry. <laughs> yeah. I'm still I hungry. to go get some real food. Right. They gave me raw meat. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, all I'm saying is like, I know there's some places that I have expensive taste for right and it's like i know the quality of the food is good i like it personally but that doesn't mean i need to take you on a date there because you might not even like steak you might not even like you might not eat any kind of meat why am i taking you to my favorite steakhouse mm-hmm. that i can easily spend a hundred dollars just for myself barely drinking any alcohol at all like maybe one cl- glass of wine if you like right Depending on what cut you want. Better. Right. And I can spend $100 easy. Yeah. Why would I take you there if you don't even eat meat? Yeah. Oh, why is that stipulation here there? But go back. I, I, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I was trying to give y'all a decent interview today. But oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, as it pertains to leadership and, 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 and how how you stand as a man so you've already clarified that you believe you you want your ideal marriage is when you you provide and she stays home with the kids right provide for financially yeah so with that when leadership comes into play do you think you should make all the decisions in the household absolutely not why not I mean I think so like it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. So like like we were saying earlier, there are roles that you play. So maybe I am the head of the household, mm-hmm. right? But that doesn't mean I need to run the house so, yeah. on a day-to-day basis. That's not necessarily me. Mm-hmm. So like in my perfect marriage idea, right? I'm the one that makes probably the majority of the financial decisions, like the bigger ones, mm-hmm. because I think more long-term, yeah. right? Personally, I just think really long-term because I feel like the only game to play is the long game mm-hmm. versus how I feel in the moment. Right. So just clarity. A lot of women in general like to shop, right? I I couldn't sh- – I, I don't remember the last time I bought just clothes yeah. that I didn't need right. just to be shopping. Because everything I put my money into is I'm trying to make a return on it. Yeah. Unless it's sustenance, you know, food. It's things that I actually have to have. Right. So, if that's the case, I feel like also women have the strength of making a house a home. So, like, a lot of those situational like those situations where she has to make a decision with the household, that's going to be mainly her. She's making the arrangements for what kind of furniture we're putting in the house. Like, you know, we're going to talk about it together, of course, because it's not just going to be a Barbie themed household, but (laughs) we're going to, it's going to be mainly her making those decisions. And, you know, she's going to be the one Going to the school more often than I'm going to the school. Of course, I'm going to go to the school to, you know, be there at parent-teacher conferences or um, to see the kids' games or practices, um, things like that, you know. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to be there when the PTA meeting is going on. 
Right. It doesn't mean I'm going to be there when they got a fundraiser all the time, you know? So, I mean, th- there's definitely different decisions that she's going to have to make yeah. for the household that I'm not going to be as influential on. Right, right. Well, I mean, but there's still a, a element of influence because y'all talk yeah. about the decisions that you're both making when it comes to those things, right? So, you know, if you are indeed one, even if I'm not there, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Because I might have said something to you that, that'll make you, you know, that'll, that'll help sway the decision a, a particular way. So... I don't. I don't think when in matters like that. I think a lot of, a lot of women. I'll, I'll say that if y'all disagree, y'all let me know how y'all feel about it. I'm fine with it. But I, I feel like a lot of focus, particularly in our community, a lot of women are so focused on our role and what we're doing and what we're not doing that they take the the focus off of their role. Mm-hmm. Like if this is what you do, and we agreed to this, we talked about this. There's no need for you to feel a certain kind of way because you're not, not the uh, the the head, or, or or the deciding factor on 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 like you said like you said influences like your financial decisions. You feel like, and this is a hypothetical because you haven't met your partner yet, but you feel like you'll probably be the one that makes most of those decisions because of the way you think. Yeah. So. If that's already been discovered in y'all relationship, that that's your strong suit. That's 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 the way your strength is. That doesn't mean you're weak because it's not yours. Right. That just means that we're we're delegating that responsibility to the person that's most uh, thoughtful in that area. Hundred percent. But it, it don't mean that now now that you not. I'll say this, now that you're over here worrying about my financial decisions, which we both discovered already, Mm -hmm. you're taking your focus off the running of the household Mm -hmm. in your example. Yeah. What's happening over there? All hell breaking loose because you focus in and we're arguing because I'm strong in this area. We already know that. And I feel like a lot of women put too much focus over there. Like, we already know this. This is my thing. We've already said this is my thing. I'm going to talk to you about it, but I am the deciding factor on this side. Right. You're the deciding factor on this side. Why not focus on that? And then the partnership is stronger. It's like in a in a in a in a Fortune 500 company. My job is 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 accounting. I'm not going over to marketing, worrying about what marketing is doing, because this is my job. Right. Unless it's got something to do with the budget. Yeah. That's it. When we meet at the table at the, in the boardroom, all of this is cohesive. Mm-hmm. All of this works together. If I'm weak in my area because I'm focusing on yours, the whole, the whole company is going to fall apart. I have to stay focused on my job. And let marketing do what they're doing so that we both can grow. Right. So that the company grows. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in this case, the family. Mm-hmm. The family is going to be stagnant because you don't want to focus on what you got to focus on. You know? Yeah. So, let me ask you this. Now, I, I got a few things, topics to throw at you. <laughs> <laughs> what is Submission. What is it? Hold on, before we get off of leadership, because we didn't really discover what your 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 full understanding of leadership is. We we talked about things that are attached to leadership mm-hmm. and headship, but we didn't actually discuss them. So back to those two words you said, you know, the head of the house and headship. What's what's leadership? Well, leadership is understanding the situation and the problems at hand. And being able to make a decision to form a solution for it. So that's what leadership is. So getting the team involved mm-hmm. to come to the solution of the problem, whatever it may be. So in my head, in terms of relationships and a household, leadership is being 
open to communicate what's actually going on between the two partners mm-hmm. and hearing what each partner has to say about it and then formulating the best solution to the problem. That's a leader's responsibility. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So, in, in part, leadership is truly servitude. 100%. It's not um, what a lot of men misunderstand about leadership. It doesn't mean when I walk in the door, everybody has to do what I tell them. Right. Leadership is not, um, you know, controlling. Yeah. It's it's not, uh, you know, a dictatorship. Leadership is service. Mm -hmm. That means that every decision I make is not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about us. Right. It's about our family. Mm -hmm. It's about our children. Mm -hmm. It's about you. And your needs. I'm the last one on the list. When I'm in, when you're in a leadership uh, position, your feelings are the last one, last thing that 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 makes a decision that that dictates the decision. Right. And a lot of guys don't see that, and I think that's where we fail, and that's where m- women misunderstand what what we're doing in leadership because we don't first understand what leadership is. And when you're talking about feelings, it's like we're in a, um, in a society in a dating society now where women feel like men don't show enough emotion. And then there's the reverse of that, right? Uh A man that shows too much emotion where we live in that right now. Correct. So it's like, which one is it? Do you want us to show any emotion? Yeah. Or do you want us to show all of the emotion? Right. So, but how, also, how does that affect your ability to lead? Yeah. Should feelings come into play when you're leading? To some extent. Yeah. But it has to be calculated still. You should have feelings. Yeah. You should have some sort of um, emotional empathy um, and emotional te- intelligence when you're dealing with people in general, because I know from like my background, most of my background has been like customer service driven. Um, so in any role that I've played, I've always been some type of leader, even if I wasn't there yet as a title. Right. So when I was working my valet job, I wasn't. I was just a valet. I had leadership qualities through all the things that I had done before that. But I was just a valet. But by taking ownership and doing the things that, you know, put the the company first mm-hmm. or the other people I was working with first, that's how I became a leader in my role. Y'all hear that, ladies? I just, I just felt, I, I just, I just heard that a, a, a totally different way. Even though, as the man of the house, I am the CEO. I'm the leader. I'm the president. I get to veto, and I get to, you know, sign laws into act. I'm that, you know, I'm that dude. <laughs> but in your position, it requires leadership too. Hundred percent. Just because you're working up under the umbrella doesn't mean that you don't have some leadership in your position. Because sometimes I may have to come down from where I'm at on top of the umbrella, and this is your arena. You're running the show in that arena. You're leading us all over there. Yeah. You know, when we in rooms to go, you 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 got total control. Now nah, that don't work because the room is this size. That couch ain't going to fit right. The TV's over there. We need something that's going to complement that. Or this is going to be our diet. Mm-hmm. You had these issues when you went to the doctor last time. I'm making I'm making an executive decision. We're not eating that no more. You know? Yep. You, you're in charge of nourishment. Yep. So that's what that's what the wifey said we eating. That's what that's we, what we eat. Look, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we got to eat. That's what's being made. You know, as well as other things, I'm not trying to make it seem like women are just barefoot and pregnant and just running like the simple task of the household, but it's inclusive of the simple task of the household. So that's why I'm using some of those as examples. Right. 
Because then there's like this whole idea of this soft girl era that every woman wants now. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you want the soft girl era or you want to be the boss? Yeah. Which one do you want? Yeah. You can't have both. It's completely different things. Yeah, you can't get all hopped up on Meg the Stallion <laughs> and think that you got You can't have both. It's impossible. Yeah, you can't have both. Because look, even Cardi B doesn't let her, her children listen to her music. Right. Cardi B is not doing the things she's talking about in her music. Yeah, she cooks and cleans. And she rears. She'll take time off of, of, of her career to be a mom, to be a wife. But that's not something that she's projecting in her art at all. It's different. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's okay. Like, it's okay. Because, like, look, I've been in entrepreneurship since I was... 20 years old so it's been almost a decade so i understand that once you shift from employee to self-employed the difference is whose fault is it when something goes wrong yeah yeah when you're in the shell of being employed you don't have the responsibilities of being at fault. There is no risk for you. Except for maybe your job. Yeah. But you can always get another job. Yeah. You can come back from whatever you did wrong at a job by going to a different job. And you can apply that to being single. Yes. It's the, it's the same thing. Yeah. And it, like even being together. But that's, that's more like self-employed. Yes. Now... It is your responsibility. Correct. And you have to play your part in this business mm -hmm. to make it successful. Right. And if my part in this business is this is my responsibility, I need to be focused on my responsibility, not what uh, who I contract to does, not the business that I'm, I'm subcontracting for. Mm -hmm. That's them. Mm -hmm. I need to do the best at my position. Because you still have things to manage. Yeah. Whether it's a task or people. Yeah. You have to manage it. Yeah. And that doesn't make either one of our jobs any harder or any worse than the other one. You know? Because, look, in corporate America, there's a lot of people making a lot more money than you that do a lot less than you. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're not important. Yeah. So you get mad at your dude because he just pay all the bills, take out the trash, and cut the yard. And you're like, but I got to deal with these children all day. <laughs> yeah. But there, there's vacation. Mm -hmm. there, there's when I get home, mm -hmm. it's off of you now. Right. It's on us now. Right. And if you need a minute, go take your minute. You need to go out with your girlfriend, go take your minute. Get yours. I'll deal with them for now. And, 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 and I'll spend the time with them. I'll help with the homework. You go out if you need to. Mm -hmm. Those self-care days. Yeah, that me time. Yeah. Yeah, don't do self-care. Self-care is for men. <laughs> me time is for them. <laughs> you want to do the mani-pedi, get the massage. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. You want to yeah. do all that. Go get your me time. Go yeah. do all of that. You you got a break. Retail therapy. Yeah. It's the same thing I get when I get a break from my job. I don't have to work. I don't have to worry about paying anything right now because I paid everything and now I got a break. Sunday night football, basketball, we're going to watch the game, going to chill and relax, play the game, chill and relax. I ain't got to work and have the, 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 have my responsibilities be my main focus. I have to take a break from that. Yeah. Eventually you do. And that's time management mm -hmm. for both parties. For men that complain about all I do for her and women that complain all I do for them, you're not managing your time right. You need to take a break, get some of that me time in, so you can feel like, okay, how I feel matters. Yeah. And it's also up to our partners to help us. Identify that. Yeah, yeah. Identify when you need it. You need a break. And then. You've been snappy lately. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like if you don't schedule it, I'm going to schedule it. Yes. Because you're part of my responsibility too. I think that takes us into the submission uh, conversation. Yes. 
And like you said, you were talking about servitude. Yeah. So serving each other. Yeah. Because submission isn't a one-way street. It was not even discussed like that in the Bible. A couple verses up before it said, women submit to your husband. A couple verses up it says, submit yourselves unto each other. That's rarely talked about. And what's submission? I'll give you my definition of submission. It's just one word. Agreeing. Agreeing that we're on this journey together. So we're both thinking about what's best for us and not who said it first, not who had, not, not whose plan it was, not who, whose idea it was. If either one of us say out of our mouths that this is the route we should go on, why? And that sounds better than what you were thinking to do. Or that is better. Not that it sounds, that it is better than what you said. Let's go with that. Even as a man, if your wife came up to it in, in a leadership role, if your wife came up with an idea that's better for the, the the health of your family, I can't get mad because I didn't think of it first and say no to it because I'm the man and I'm supposed to make these decisions. No, that is better for us. As the man, as the leader of the home, I'm going with that. That's my first counsel. I trust her like she trusts me. Why not go with that? But submission. I, I, I couldn't put it any better myself. Yeah. Because you have to agree. Is literally, you can't, so I'm not saying submit to everybody, right? You're not supposed to submit to everybody, but with the partner that you're choosing for yourself, you should be able to submit to them. Yeah. Don't nobody want to hear all that. Well, I don't. I don't submit to you. Or I don't. I don't go along with what you're saying because I don't trust what you're saying. So I can't. You know, it's it's hard to be with a man or listen to a man that you don't trust and you don't respect. Yeah, and that's a why big, in the hell are you with him? That's a big. That's a big word right there. Right, trust. Yeah. Like you have to be able to trust each other. Yes. And if you don't trust. How can you submit? Well, but we can take it further back, though. Let's take it further back. To where? Where did your issues with submission and trust start? Because if you walk in and you your parents broke trust early, mm-hmm. your experiences before you got in this relationship broke early. You, you It was hard for you to submit to your parents. And agree with their decisions and and go along with what they said in their household. Mm. Your first couple of relationships was all out of pocket, and it was and it made it even more difficult. And you yourself have said to your friends or on social media, it's hard to trust people. You know this inside yourself. And then when you get into a relationship with someone that does mean you well, that does give you what you need in those areas. It's going to be hard for you to see those things. So you're going to start causing issues in that area in your relationship and possibly tear it apart because you didn't do one thing that you should have did before you got in that relationship was work on that. You have to confront your own issues because they're going to mess you up later on with somebody else that's not doing what your parents did if they were too harsh. If they said things or did things that you didn't understand and you didn't want to go along with. If your previous relationships did things that that messed y'all, messed your trust up. Messed up your ability to, uh, not even the ability, your desire to want to submit to it. You have to work on that first. That's your responsibility. You are your responsibility and, and, and how you deal with things. And the things you know about yourself that hinder you, you have to work on that stuff. You can't just go in here like I'm I'm just gonna sweep it under the rug. Ain't no greater mirror in this world than being in an intimate relationship with someone. It's gonna tell you where your faults are. That goes back to the point we were talking about earlier too. Your role, right? Mm-hmm. You have to make sure you're good. Yeah. 
you have to make sure you're good. Because, like, yeah. like you're saying, you can't come into a situation and expect the situation to make you better. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to be as good as you're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be as good as you're going to be. And the situation is going to tell on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you rather argue than admit that, hey, I lack in this area. I'm sorry for how I talk to you. I'm sorry for making me the focal point instead of us. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what happens when you when you when you you're putting your relationship under fire like that because of some things like your trust is off. Did I break your trust or was it already broken? Mm-hmm. If I am, I'm talking. Speak, I'm speaking more so for like people with healthy partners, because I, I feel like all the negative stuff get way too much airplay. Mm-hmm. But when you're dealing with somebody that's doing doing right by you, and you can't be agreeable with that person, you can't be trust. You can't trust that person. You have issues in 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 in, in, in inside the the intimacy of of a relationship. But those were things that was present before you got in this relationship. Mm-hmm. It was your job to fix that in yourself. And not take it out on the next person. Right. So submission. <laughs> I mean, the words that I think of from what we've said, I mean, I think about, like you said, agreeable, being agreeable, being able to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about trust. I think about compatibility. Mm-hmm. I think about love. Yeah. Those those are the words that I think about when I think about submission. Yeah. Because all of those things wrapped up, you have to have all those things firing in the same way to get to the point of submission. Yeah. Because you're not just going to be submissive with somebody you're not compatible with. You're not just going to be you know, submissive, submissive to somebody that, you know, you don't love. Not going to be submissive to somebody that you can't agree with. So you have to have all those things to get to the point of submission. Right. Right. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, I, I think, in our community, man, you know, just to be frank, we, I, I think, we we lack in so many areas of intimacy. We, we, we lack in, in, in spiritual connection, emotional connection. And when you rip trust, respect, honor, out of the conversations involved between those two people in, in, in a partnership. You think about it, you can't have a business relationship with someone that you don't trust or respect. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where they came up with contracts. It's binding mm-hmm. us to this agreement. They have to perform this way. Yes. Or else they're doing something wrong and then you can sue, you can do other things to break the agreement. Yeah, break the contract. Mm-hmm. Because you broke the agreement, the contract is not involved. So, with marriage, that's the contract. The vows. The vows are what's in the contract. Mm-hmm. That's We we are vowing, and that's why I don't like when people remix vows all the time, like write your own vow. No. <laughs> I want the original. What are the originals? Because it's gonna cover. What are the originals? <laughs> it's but, been it's been redone so many times. What are the originals? The originals cover all the things that truly matter in a partnership. You know, to death do us part. For better or worse, sickness and health. You know, those things matter. So if you're agreeing to that, it, it's, it's it's for the worst of you. And for the best of you. And we don't really take that into consideration when we're talking about divorce. When, when we talk about we ain't happy. I signed up for this. This is the rough part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Of the marriage. 
I got to endure this too. This is part of you. It's impossible to always be happy. Hell no. You weren't always happy when you were by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Probably weren't happy at all most of the time. (laughs) But yeah, you can't can't always be happy. It's it's an unrealistic expectation. So um, I think it's more so about understanding yourself enough to figure out what you can tolerate and then everything else is like added bonus yeah because like i like i said before it's not it's not anybody else's responsibility to you know make you better yeah there's no one's responsibility it's yours right it's yours between you and god and and i think we don't you, you got a lot of people that's, that that talk spiritual, but they're not really spiritual. They they don't use spiritual in their their decisions. Because when you truly have a, a connection with the divineness of, of of God, when you really have a connection of, of with that, all your decisions would should be based off that relationship that you have with God. I'm going to love like I've never been hurt before. I'm going to trust like I've never been had trust broken. I'm going to respect like I've never been disrespected. That's my job. But when you react to things like you don't know God at all, or you don't have no spirituality, you don't have no connection with, with, with the tasks that, that, that were ordained to you, it's going to be hard for you to display that in your relationships. Yeah, when I think of what a relationship is to me, the structure of it is God, my spouse, our children, then everybody else. Yeah. So that hierarchy is... um. I could get into like really deep stuff like um, where who you're dating, like literally who you're dating, whether they have kids already or not, or, you know, the dynamic of their family. um, When I talk about those things, because I've been there where I've dated women with kids. So like that is a disconnect in itself. A lot of times as a single childless male it's hard to date someone that has a child already by somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's like, even if they are God fearing people, yeah. right? Like yeah. we've all made mistakes. Yeah. So I it's like, children are mistakes. <laughs> not that I want to be clear about that. The children are not the mistakes, but it's like, once you get into that situation, it's like, she often puts the child before anybody else. Yeah. And when you're doing that, it's hard to let somebody else in to start, you know, being submissive and being cooperative and doing things that help all parties involved. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's re- that, that is an issue. Mm-hmm. Even as a single father, mm-hmm. like your first responsibility as a single parent is to your child. But there's an idea you have of what you want in your mate mm-hmm. to be number one to them. Mm-hmm. You want to be number one to them, but they're number two to you. Mm-hmm. And what happens later on when you when you set your life up like that, and that child becomes a teenager mm-hmm. or an adult, yep. you're not number one to them anymore. Nope. So all of this time that you put secondary the relationship Mm -hmm. and then you wake up one day and realize that you haven't been number one to them either whose fault is that who's at fault in that situation you know what i mean like it's it's a lot of that happening in a lot of relationships a lot of a lot of that happening they yo if you don't treat me like i'm number one you're not number one to me either all relationships, and I say it time and time again, all relationships are transactional. Yeah. 
You have to reciprocate what you get. You getting priority. You getting affection. You getting you getting everything that you want out of somebody, and you you can't you can't have step when it comes to them. You have to move some things around for them too. Yeah. And. That's a lot of relationships. Man. Well, it's like, it's like you, uh, it's conditional versus unconditional love, right? Most love is conditional these days. Most love is very conditional. And like the, even the ability to love someone unconditionally is like a foreign concept to most. Mm-hmm. But that says more work for you to do. That says more about you than it says them. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a relationship with somebody, it's like it should be automatic. Like that's yeah. that's your person. That's that's what you you they're your priority in some sort of sense, right? Like what's unconditional love though? This means well, I'll tell you what I mean since I asked. Mm-hmm. Unconditional love love is no matter what you do, mm-hmm. I'm gonna love you. Yeah. That includes cheating. That's 100% true. That that includes, and when you say you have unconditional love for someone. You can have it. You can have it, but you don't have to be together. Like like the cheating example. You can love someone unconditionally, but they betrayed your trust in a way you can't be together. There's n- absolutely nothing on this earth. When you truly love someone unconditionally, there's nothing they can do. To break this bond. I don't think I don't think you break the bond, but if you know that they do that, cheat on you, and mm-hmm. it's a pattern of doing so, and they're not trying to fix it. Yeah, that's just toxic. That right. <laughs> but it doesn't mean you don't love them. Yeah. I mean, I got love for a lot of people. But you signed up for that people when you that, said I do. That I'm talking about me me personally. I'm saying me personally, non married, single. Like, I got love for a lot of people, and I do a lot of things for a lot of people. And it's because of unconditional love, despite how they treated me. Mm-hmm. So you, you you changed the relationship because of how they acted? Yeah. Sometimes you have to. So is that true commitment to them? Like, in the case of marriage? In the case of marriage, um... Got to think about the vows. Include the vows. Yeah, uh, the original vows. Look, I'm not. <laughs> look, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. There is. Um, what am I trying to say? In terms of the vows. Mm-hmm. In terms of marriage, I think that you have to understand your partners here. So you have to understand your partner enough to say, did this act or whatever went on? It doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, somebody cheating on you. Mm -hmm. It can be neglect. Yeah, it can be neglect. It can be like, is this person, does this person have my best interest at heart anymore? Because maybe at one point in time they did. Yeah. I'm not saying... Or still doing, made a mistake. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You had to assess those things. Yeah. Because that doesn't mean... I mean, just because somebody cheats on you, just somebody, just because somebody neglects you, uh, just because, you know, somebody's making um, decisions... Got fired from a job. Right, didn't tell you. Lost the house. Lost the house. Yeah, just because people are making decisions on their own, right, doesn't mean that that means you automatically break up. Yeah. It's not automatic. It depends on what it is. It depends on, you know, the the effort to regain whatever trust you had before in that situation. That's the work in a marriage. Right. Because, I mean, if something happens and you try, you know, you got you to gotta go back to the vows. You got to go back to what God is like. Um, and be more like him and give grace to a situation. Because it's a three-way promise. Mm-hmm. Even if they break theirs, this right here is still. Yeah. Me and, me and God still on the same page. Yeah. You broke yours. What we have to do now as a spouse is get you back aligned 
this way so that you can be aligned. And if y'all don't see what I'm doing, I'm, I'm drawing an imaginary triangle, <laughs> you got a triangle between me and God and then my spouse and God. That line has been broken. So if that line has been broken, the promises you made to God, you broke that line too. So I got to first work on that line back to God for you. So that we can repair this line between me and you. If that makes sense. I don't think we should ever throw away marriages, but a lot of people have reasons why they should. And to me, that love is conditional. That relationship is conditional. So if our relationships are conditional, our love is conditional. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I guess it's your definition of conditional versus unconditional love. Yeah. I mean, just because we're not, necessarily um maybe if we're divorced at this point right let's say hypothetically if, if me and my my partner were divorced at that point it doesn't mean i don't love you it doesn't mean that um i'm not trying to do everything in, in the interest of you and you know what's best for if we have kids like we're not i'm not saying we're not doing those things but are you what do you mean? Or am I? <laughs> if you truly love that person, yeah, even at their worst, yeah, I'm signing up. When I when I give you that contract, that verbal contract, I love you, yeah, no matter what. But okay, but you're saying you, we talking about divorce. Divorce is a human thing. It's it's a human error. That's what I'm saying. So like even marriage, yeah, is a human thing. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't change the love that you have for somebody necessarily. It changes the commitment of that love. I believe love is it, it encompasses commitment. You can be still committed to that person. How? What do you mean how? I'm not committed to making. I'm res, when I marry you, I'm responsible partially for you. If that, you fall short in areas that you don't need to fall short in. I'm saying I'm going to be here with you while you work on this and I work on it with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm when not. I reach the contract and say, you know what? I don't want to work on it with you. You should have fixed that already. You should have done that already. I'm saying, I'm telling you, I lied. I lied. I wasn't serious when I said I want to work on all I, of this I, with you. I don't think, I don't, well, in my scenario, I'm not saying that's the case. Because I'm not saying we haven't tried to work on the things together. I'm not saying that we, I dislike you because I can still love you, but you know, you may have betrayed my trust or whatever, for whatever reason, you, you don't feel like you might not feel committed to the relationship anymore, even if I am, is what I'm saying. And that doesn't mean like we get divorced and I don't still care for you in a certain type of way unconditionally but a commitment is done the paper is done irreconcilable differences <laughs> that's not irreconcilable because you cheated i'm not or, saying or you broke you breached a promise I, between that's, us two. that's not why it's irreconcilable that's not why you just can't fix it I'm saying it can't be fixed at this point because we've tried to fix it. Why can't it be fixed? I don't know. It depends on the scenario. So, no, but go on with your scenario. And it depends on what work is done on the other end because you can only do so much. But it's, it can't be fixed once you say it can't be fixed. There's a story in the Bible when a dude was like cheating on and his wife was a prostitute, all these things. Right? It's a story like that. I forgot the name. This went on for like 11 years. Mm-hmm. She was everything she shouldn't have been to this man. In the 11th year is when she's seeing him for what he was to her. Right? If I'm not saying I want to do that. I'm not saying I'm going to do that. But when the, when you think of marriage, you're saying you will. When you sign up for that, often I, I believe that oftentimes people people base their decisions for like a divorce or a separation 
because they've had they've reached a point that they didn't make clear in their in in, in their initial uh, you know agreement with the marriage that I have a condition built in here that is just certain things I'm just not going to deal with and and a lot of people before they get into commitments they always express these things but then you want me to believe that you love me. It'll be hard for me to believe that you love me if there's a cutoff. There's a cutoff. Now, I'm not, that, and like you're, like what you're saying is, I know people that are not married that have all these conditions. Yeah. And I tell them, it's like, this is a condition. Like, you are literally saying, if this person cheats on you, it's automatic you're getting divorced. Yes. That doesn't, but like, that's a condition. Yeah. I'm not saying if it's, they hit you too. That's a condition. That's a condition too. They can be wild and be beating on their woman. They <laughs> can be beating on your man. Well, if if my wife beat on me, with my level of commitment, with what I say to God and to them, I'm staying. We are gonna get you some therapy, or we are gonna get some boxing gloves. We gonna be on each other. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it, but what I'm saying is. Those are conditions, right? And just like when you say conditions, every time I think of conditions, I think about, I go back thinking about the contract that you were talking about. Yeah. Because condition, conditions to a contract, an addendum, an addition or a subtraction of something, right? In the contract. And like, like what you're saying is, that is more of the worldly Versus the spiritually. Mm-hmm. The worldly doesn't matter as much. At least in my head. It shouldn't. And that's why when I say divorce. Doesn't mean that I don't love you. Doesn't mean that. I'm not trying to do the best things for you. But at some point maybe. It might have been a situation where. The situation isn't getting better. And it's hurting both of us. It's going to hurt. Right. The work hurts. No, I'm, I mean, even after trying to work through it. Yeah. After. That, that means you stopped working through it. Stop trying? Stop trying to work through it. Yeah. A lot of... You, I think everybody has a point where you stop. God don't. We're not God. <laughs> <laughs> we're people. No, we're not. <laughs> we are sinners. <laughs> We are not God. And even, I've been divorced before, so I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, even when you say, um, you know, even when people say it's like, oh, I'm, I am a God. When people say that, right. Right. It's like, yes, you're, you are an iteration of God, but you are not perfect. In your life. Yeah. You're, in your you, little circle, you are God over there. In right. your house, you're Lord. Right. But you're not God. Right. You, you can't be perfect. No. Nobody can be. No, and I mean, I say it. I say it all the time um, when people say like, "How you doing?" Whatever, I'd be like, you know, I'm trying my best. I just try my best every day. Yeah, whatever that means for me at that day. So, so, but you stop before your best, though. I'm just on the divorce thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, I could try my best even there. Yeah, you try your best. It doesn't mean I I I, I succeeded because you don't always succeed. You don't know you succeed if you quit. What if Michael Jordan quit? What if Michael Jackson quit? He did quit. He retired three times. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh shit! <laughs> Michael Jackson quit too. He died. About? Well, I mean, he still quit. Just death. I mean, the Jackson Five is not a thing, right? He was still Michael Jackson after that. I know, but he still quit. <laughs> But okay, so when I said Michael Jordan, what if he quit when he got cut? We would have never known him. Correct, but he still quit eventually. He didn't quit being Michael Jordan, though. I mean, no. I mean, he's still just greatest. because you're divorced doesn't mean you quit being yourself. He's still the greatest team owner ever. Uh, that's not true at all. He made a lot of money. He made the most money as a, a former player. Yes. No. As, as he, a, he had one of the lowest contracts. In his era. What I'm saying is, as a former player, he's made the most money. Yeah. Net worth-wise. Still Michael Jordan. He's still the best. 
Yeah, I'm saying he, like all of his endeavors with Nike and Jumpman, and then selling the the team and making three billion dollars off the team, he's made the most money. Yeah, he's still Michael Jordan. Yeah, even though he quit, he didn't quit being Michael Jordan though. He still like I said, you pushed. can you can quit situations though, even if it's marriage. Why? What do you mean, why? Why? I mean, the conditions in the New Testament for divorce was that was an option because of this. But that doesn't mean we should do it. I'm not saying you should do it. But there are situations where... You know, you're thinking about killing that person, so you need to go <laughs> about your business. When you I mean, think about murdering them, it's time to go. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're there, you probably shouldn't be in a relationship anymore. Yeah. Yeah, once you're trying to kill somebody, it's over. Don't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand under those conditions, but, you know, it's just to me, we, we don't commit ourselves to one another enough. You know? I think um, commitment to anything, right? Like, even if you're talking about as basic as commitment to yourself to go eat healthier or go to the gym. People quit that all the time. So you're saying people lack the ability to truly commit? I'm not saying everybody does. I'm saying people in general quit things all the time. But shouldn't our quest and spiritually always be to align ourselves physically with God? So our decision should be more so on what he would say, what he would do? Yes. But... In, in, in our imperfection, often we don't see that. Correct. Hmm. Y'all let us know what y'all think. <laughs> y'all let us know what y'all think. This has been been a good com- uh, conversation. It's been, I appreciate you for coming, coming through to throw this conversation on us. And um, I hope we didn't skate around the important issues in that area. I just believe that, you know, at the end of the day, Think about them vows. Unless you truly mean what you're repeating back to that 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 uh, pastor, or that that judge, whomever you decide to do your vows with, mean it. Mean it. If you don't mean it, marriage isn't for you. At that time, maybe you'll find somebody that you would mean that to. But think about them things before you even ask somebody to marry you. You know what I mean? So, these are our two cents. Spend them or save them. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Got my boy John John. John the John in here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> hey, man. I appreciate y'all. Think about it. Share. Comment. We out of here.